Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk. Today we're doing a Cosmic Brew and you already know Cosmic Brews, we get to talk about all of the fun stuff. I do want to start off today's episode by just saying that I know today we're going to be talking about a controversial subject. I feel like I probably made a disclaimer when I recorded today's episode, but just in case, I'll say it one more time. If we all want to come today with, you know, our warm mugs and open minds, that would be glorious. If you know that you're very against cannabis, then I feel like this definitely isn't going to be the episode for you unless, like I said, if you have an open mind about it, uh, I definitely did my research for today's chat because I wanted to make sure I covered all the bases. So there is a lot of informative information today about cannabis. So it's a really fun episode. I really enjoyed recording this. I've been wanting to do this for a really long time. So yeah, if you just want to know my thoughts on the matter, as well as just the history of cannabis, why it has been so like demonized, if you will, then definitely keep on listening. But before we jump in, I have to quote none other than the good old Bob Marley. And today's quote is, though the road's been rocky, it sure feels good to me. What's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today's podcast, I wanted to talk about cannabis and I know that that is a very controversial topic. I live in Canada. It is legalized here in Canada. Anyone that's listening or tuning in today that maybe has a closed mind about it, either if it's if you know that cannabis isn't your thing and you're not interested in learning more about it, then this is definitely not the episode for you. That said, if you're coming here and you're skeptical but you're willing to have an open mind, then I definitely please ask you to just like just activate that open mind a little bit just really listen to the whole episode today before you pass any sense of judgment or come to any sort of conclusion. I've done a great deal of research for today's video. I'm going to share my own experiences, my own perspectives and opinions from the good to the bad. And I'm going to share a lot of just general, objective, factual knowledge about cannabis. So just, yeah, keep that mind flourished and open. Keep that flower. Keep all those petals open. Let's absorb the information and then come to conclusions. So anyways, that's my spiel. Um, I'm going to jump in though, because I do have a lot that I want to talk to you guys about today. And this is why I love Cosmic Brews, because we can talk about things that maybe aren't so politically correct, if you will, or we talk about things that are a bit more supernatural and spiritual and things like that. So I'm definitely not that weed is supernatural. It is somewhat spiritual, but yeah, I just really enjoy being able to talk about these kind of taboo topics with you guys. Here's how we're going to crunch down today's chat, just to give you guys a quick little overview. First, we're going to start with what exactly is cannabis. I'm going to explain the effects of cannabis, the difference between THD and CBD and all of that. Then we're going to go into why cannabis has such a bad name and such a bad stigma, the racist history of the bad stigma and the villainization of marijuana. And then we're going to finish off with just the stereotypes, um, including where I kind of feel and how my experience and opinion fits into those stereotypes. And basically a final overview on, on how I basically implement cam- cannabis into my life and my thoughts on the matter. So first things first, what exactly is cannabis? Now cannabis is different than what they call marijuana because cannabis is all of the plants that basically create cannabinoids whereas marijuana is specifically the flower that comes from cannabis plants. Like you you might hear the term weed, kush, marijuana, cannabis, 
all inter like just interplaced and used at different variations but it's really kind of most people I think generalize all of those things to mean the exact same thing which is pretty much weed or marijuana. Now there are actually three different types of cannabinoid plants or species of cannabinoid plants but the two main I guess popular ones that you hear about are usually the sativa plant and the indica plant. And these are known to have two very different effects on human beings, sativa being more energizing and indica being more calming. That said, most of the grown cannabis is actually a hybrid of the two, so it doesn't really give you one effect or the other. In fact, they all tend to give you, all the different strains tend to give you different effects. The reason for that is trichomes. Now trichomes are basically like the crystals or the fuzzy part on weed or cannabis plants. and with Within those trichromes or the crystals, you're gonna find four different components amongst a lot of other ones, but the four main ones are THC, CBD, terpenes, and flavonoids. And those four different things are going to make up the, I, there's like an actual term for it, I can't think of it right now, but it's basically like it creates an effect. It creates like a rippling effect of the type of experience that you're going to get or the type of reaction you might have to the different types of cannabis plants. So out of those four ingredients, THC and CBD are known to be, known to be cannabinoids and flavonoids and terpenes are known to be non-cannabinoids, which means they don't have any sort of effect on you. They kind of more so create either the aroma, the smell, the color, of the plant, etc., etc., including even the taste, which is why when you start getting into different weed strands, you'll notice that a lot of them have basically been labeled under things like blueberry or chocolate or whatever, because different plants can give a different flavor and a different color and a different scent. And then when you get into the actual cannabinoids, which are THC and CBD, I think this is where people sometimes get very confused because CBD is actually non-psychoactive. So you can actually smoke cannabis you can vaporize it, you can have CBD oil, you can have extractions from cannabis plants that don't have any psychoactive, I'm getting too ahead of myself, that do not have any psychoactive effects. CBD is an amazing, amazing thing. A lot of people use CBD for um, epilepsy. It ha actually helps stop seizures. They use them for migraines. A lot of people use it for anxiety and insomnia, which is what I tend to use CBD for. But that said, it also has like a calming, just general effect on the body. Um, and it's anti-inflammatory. So there's a really like a lot of really good effects that can come from using things like CBD. Now moving into the THC, THC is where you get that psychoactive reaction to weed. So this is where I think people either decide whether it's a good drug or it's a bad drug because anybody that basically kind of shies away or stays away or disagrees with psychoactive drugs is not going to agree with the intake of THC. Different concentrations of THC will create different types of sedations, euphoria, um, paranoia, um, creativity, it can cause energy, it can cause like def definitely different effects based on the different concentrations of THC. Now that said, THC can also be known to cause impairments in cognitive and verbal function. So that is, I feel like that also kind of plays into that stereotype about weed where you kind of see stoners as people that are really slow and kind of slurring their words together, which can definitely be an effect of smoking weed, but it's definitely not the only effect or the most prominent effects all the time. I know many stoners that can smoke and they don't speak slowly or slur their words or kind of like slow down or have any problems with cognitive function. So I feel like that's definitely subjective to the user. Now the common effect that needs to be done or used 
to actually activate all four of those ingredients is heat. So that's why you'll notice that any kind of use or ingesting of CBD, weed, THC, any of the sort, it usually comes in the form of smoking it, of burning it, of baking it, vaporizing it. It's all has to do with heat. It's taking the non-active ingredients and by heat, it's activating them so it causes the effect on your body. So that's just like an overview of what cannabis is and how it's used and I guess just like a different breakdown if you've ever just been curious about the drug itself. That's my umbrella knowledge, very, very simplified version. So I think it's really important that if I was going to do a video all about cannabis and my opinion on it, my use of it and all of that, that I, I definitely dove into the stigma behind marijuana. So back in the 1800s in the United States, there was actually no federal laws against using or ingesting any kind of cannabis. In fact, the fiber from the plant was used to make things like rope, to make things like paper, to make things like clothing. And at the time it was used as like a main component or a main ingredient to actually manufacture those things. So in the early 1900s, there was a spike or an increase of the amount of Mexican immigrants that actually moved into the United States. And and with them, they brought the word marijuana and the recreational use of marijuana. The word marijuana was used and was also villainized, villainized. Why can't I get that word done today? Done today? I'm not making any sense. Vilified. Why the word was vilified? Because along with the increase of immigrants came a lot of political unrest. So then in 1937, we see Harry Anslinger, or Einslinger, I don't really know how to say his last name and it doesn't really matter. He pretty much began what is known to be the war on drugs. He created this marijuana tax act that created a ton of fear-mongering around the use of marijuana. Now this man was incredibly racist and he definitely had an agenda. He took a bunch of non-scientific backed facts about marijuana and then basically found a way to tie it to both the Mexican communities and the black communities. Labeling it as violent, labeling it as a gateway drug and labeling it as just basically either what you would use if like, for instance, a lot of the uh, propaganda around marijuana back in the day was basically like if you smoked it, it would make you super just like aroused. It would cause people to act absolutely insane and psychotic and crazy all the way to it would cause people to commit violent crimes, which is just clearly, clearly not the case. The other kind of like sadistic thing that he did and intentionally did as well was that he made sure to use the word marijuana, which again, remember, it's the Spanish word for cannabis and weed, which is further creating that tie. Yeah, this man was just not, he was, he was kind of a piece of, uh, a piece of something. And this trickled into the effect of racism, creating a lot of extreme influence on how people basically perceived or saw weed. Don't tell me the facts. I've already made my mind up kind of mentality that it's just horrible, needs to be stayed away from. And a lot of this fear mongering and a lot of this racism influenced not only the public's perception on marijuana, but also even even the media and how it portrayed marijuana use in a lot of the famous movies or things that you would see back in the day. So it was definitely the topic of marijuana and weed and the context in which it was being shared or promoted around was definitely being controlled and the narrative written was definitely not an honest and true one. It was coming from a very, 
very evil place, a very evil man that started this, but it was, it was not just him. It takes more than just one man to do that. One year after that marijuana tax act, it became three times more likely for a black person to be arrested for any kind of charge or any kind of possession of marijuana, and it became almost nine times more likely for anyone that was Mexican to also be getting those charges, which then moves us into the 1960s and the 1970s. This is basically the hippie era. They were against mainstream culture and powerful institutions and were basically all about peace and not war and being able to be conscious and to wake yourself up to the truth and to break a lot of these stigmas and the fear mongering that was basically surrounding things like marijuana, but also other psychedelic drugs. And again, created political unrest. They weren't happy with that. So because of that political unrest in 1970 under President Nixon, there was a Controlled Substances Act that was basically created that classified marijuana as a category one drug. If you want some further context as to what that means, that puts marijuana as more dangerous and more addictive than cocaine and meth. Now, since 1970, other things have changed. For instance, in the States, there have been quite a few different states that have actually legalized, if not the medical use of marijuana, even gone as far as legalizing recreational recreational use. And like I said, I live here in Canada where it has also been legalized for recreational use. If you clicked on today's video feeling some type of way about weed and it's tied to more of a personal experience than fair, I think that it's super important to highlight the stigma around weed because a lot of this negative stigma literally has come from years and history of fear mongering and racism. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Now that we've discussed, you know, the importance of what exactly is weed, now we understand how it works and how it affects our bodies and what gives it different tastes, flavors, and colors. We've discussed how it's 
basically been painted as this terrible gateway drug when that is actually definitely not the case. It doesn't cause, I mean, everything in moderation, just like with drinking or with caffeine even, you don't want to go into excessive modes of ingesting or using. And yes, it can definitely have some negative outcomes too. Like I said, it can cause paranoia. It can cause anxiety. It can even cause psychotic breaks. Again, if you're smoking too much weed or ingesting too much THC. But that said, just to put this into perspective, around 90,000 people, I think it's in the United States, but it was like around 90,000 people in the United States die every year in relation to overconsumption of alcohol, but zero, like literally there have been no documented deaths from over ingestion of weed or marijuana. A lot of the propaganda around weed and marijuana is that if you smoke weed or you smoke marijuana, you're going to become lazy. You're not going to be a contributing citizen to the public or your community or your family or to your significant other that you'll just basically want to slow motion eat in your bed and roll around in the crumbs because your body feels different and stare at your hands and your palms and, you know, just drift away on a cloud, which I mean, honestly, that sounds iconic to me for like a Sunday afternoon. But I do want to talk about the different stereotypes and how a lot of them actually aren't true. For instance, oh, this is where I get uncomfortable because I need to like input my own personal experience, but you are talking to somebody who has been incredibly productive and incredibly motivated by the use of cannabis, find rest when my insomnia is really, really bad, and find groundedness and contentment through the use of CBD as well as even going as far as spiritual advancements and making, I guess more, and all I mean by that, like spiritual advancements is really just getting to know more of myself, more of me on the inside, more of the energy that takes up this body, that fills this brain, that allows me to experience my senses, to think, to emote and all of that. And that introspection has also been enhanced through the use of things like THC. So there's definitely more people around you than you might actually think that use marijuana marijuana, especially if you live in places that it's legalized, where the reason why you wouldn't think it is because they don't fit the class stereotype that we all think of when we think of potheads or stoners. I don't know if I'd go as far as the calling myself like a pothead or a stoner, but I've definitely gone through phases where I was, phases where I would smoke literally every single day. Also taken large breaks in the past in different years, like 2017 and things like that, where I was very, like, I just didn't want to have it for a little while. Like I felt like I needed to take a break, but that was again, just just like with drinking and caffeine, it's like you have to be able to know your limits. So you do need that self actualization because at the same time, even though this drug isn't actually physically addictive, it can definitely become habitually addictive. And so that's, I guess, where I'm coming from, as I explained to you guys, my personal experience with marijuana, because I have felt both the pros and cons, both what it's like to have or use or consume weed in a way that is actually balanced in my life versus an unbalanced or a, like, what's a good way to put it? Um, a dependency issue. So for the longest time, I used to feel really shameful about the fact that if I showed up to a house party or if I was in a group setting or it was like time to go to the bars or things like that, that most of the time I would have actually preferred to 
you know, smoke and then go, then drink and go, because there's a lot of, and that's just my own personal experience due to my own conditioning around things like alcohol. I used to have a big problem with alcohol for a while where there was even more shame and guilt that I can't, that I would basically experience when I would try and drink, really didn't enjoy being drunk and I really didn't enjoy feeling the feeling of being drunk, but I did enjoy the feeling of being high. And I think I enjoyed it because I tend to be introspective just in my day to day nature. So anytime I would smoke, especially when I'd get good high quality strains like sativas and things like that, like I turn into just this happy bubbly person, which I actually enjoyed more than when I would become a drunk person. And that was again, just my own personal experience. And I, I guess like I always Always struggled for a, a while and I still kind of do with the idea that it wasn't okay for me to say that in a group setting like if everybody was drinking I couldn't like partake in the celebrations the festivities the activities and openly admit like oh I'm okay I don't need a drink I'm actually just gonna take a couple puffs of my vaporizer but now that it's been legalized it's definitely been easier because I think that again we're seeing more people come to terms with the fact that this drug is not that harmful now, I should put a disclaimer in here. When I say that th this drug is not that harmful, we unfortunately, due to a lot of these laws and a lot of these stigmas and things, scientists haven't been able to actually gain the proper access needed, at least in the past, in order to actually test and do different types of research in order to see the types of effects that come from marijuana. But in the tests that have already been done, it's looking like the only real effects are in cognitive function and memory and perhaps like verbal, missing verbalization, which I feel like, you know, that happens to me, but normally it's just my anxiety. That said, if you're under the age of 21, your brain is still growing and developing. So it actually is harmful and can be detrimental to smoke a large amount and a consistent amount of weed before the age of 21, because it doesn't give, I'm remembering this very vaguely from the research that I've done, but I'm pretty sure it affected how the hippocampus of the brain grew in the teenagers, which I think just literally means that your brain isn't going to grow properly. If you are abusing weed or marijuana before the age of 21. But I think after the age of 21, you know, you're a mature adult, your brain is fully grown. You have the capability and the, like, honestly, it's up to you then to decide where you stand with it, decide how you feel about it, and then go on and live your life and not really, I guess if you're making mature decisions and you can find a way to healthily balance it. It's literally no different than if we were to be sitting here talking about a drink or sitting here talking about coffee or any other kind of drug. Not to mention, I feel like there's also the stigma around marijuana where it's like people people don't believe that it should be legalized because when people get their hands on it, it's literally just so that they can continue to get their hands on it. But we don't really put that same stigma, stigmatization or that same... I guess pressure around pharmaceutical drugs, which are more highly addictive and detrimental, as well as, like I said, things like caffeine or drinking, whereas drinking and even caffeine, it can cause greater effects on the physical body, drinking especially, than weed really actually does. So just to give you guys a brief summary now of my own experience, because I know we've been talking a lot and I can dive into more story times about this, perhaps on my main channel. If you guys want that, let me know. Uh, if you guys want to hear about like more funny or specific stories or things like that, now that we've broken the ice here. Um, but here's my 
I guess, short brief history with marijuana or cannabis. So the first time I smoked weed, I was in high school. I believe I was in grade 10. If not, it would have been late grade nine or summer going into grade 10. And at first, I, I think in grade nine, I was pretty against it where I just kind of really didn't even care about it. Like I knew people around me did it and that high school parties did it, but I just wasn't really about it. Grade 10, I don't know what happened. Actually, I do know what happened, but realistically, all that really matters is that I started acting out a little bit. And a good friend of mine at the time, she was one of my best friends. I still find her to be a very kind and warming soul, but was also going through some hard teenage times. And we just kind of like bonded over the fact that we were like, yo, weed really helps, which is not a healthy thing to do because like I said, I was under the age of 21. Uh, we didn't smoke all of the time, but we would definitely on the weekends and stuff. And after grade 10, I kind of went into a complete pendulum swing of kind of going through just like this rebellious acting out phase, like I said, to grade 11, where I was just in a completely different mindset. And I decided to completely like, I, I remember I wasn't trying to drink at parties. I would always DD everybody. I didn't smoke weed. I remember I made my high school boyfriend feel really bad anytime he smoked weed and I shamed him, which is terrible to think about. But I did back in the day because I just basically flipped into the other mode. Basically around 2013, I started dating um, another, another longer relationship of mine. And he was five years older than me, we met at work and he was somebody who smoked and smoked more regularly. And at this time I would have been going on 20. So again, too young, under the age of 21. Guys, don't do as I do. I'm just telling you the truth of my story. Um, so I started smoking when we started dating, but again, it wasn't like it was a regular thing. It was just kind of like a recreational use every other weekend or so. He had a cottage when we'd go to his cottage and things like that. And then around the age of 21, we started living together. And then I, I we kind of like got into a routine where it was, I want to say like Friday, Saturday, Sunday type of thing. But throughout the week when we'd both be working and he was going to school and working as well, we wouldn't smoke. And at the time I just, I couldn't do it in front of other people. I remember for the longest time, I don't think I have a lighter here for my candle, but for the longest time I used to be really afraid of lighters and fire and like, I wouldn't be able to like hit a lighter. And so I was just like a complete noob back in the day. And I was basically just, I felt very safe around the people that I would smoke around, which was pretty much just my boyfriend at the time and our two friends that we were really close with. They were a couple and all four of us would hang out and they were also older than me. And I just kind of felt like we did it in such a wholesome way. Like we would like hang out at their house and just like, you know, just have like crackers and hummus and watch crime shows or things like that. So you're going to want to skip forward to about 2016. Now at this point I'm single and I've moved into my first apartment by myself. I had moved out of my apartment with Maggie to which actually Maggie and I, I skipped over that 2015. We would also sometimes dabble. Um, and at the time, again, it was coming from a very wholesome place. Like it would be like end of the day, we would dabble, we would smoke a little bit, listen to Taylor Swift, make our dinner, like dance around our kitchen. And it was just like, again, just like wholesome best friend smoking vibes. Um, and nobody knew. And then moving forward the year after that, this is where things started to get into the out of balance experience that I had with marijuana. So I moved into my first apartment by myself. Um, 
mentally, I was really struggling mental health wise 2016. Like it's weird because you can go back and watch my videos and you would have no idea, especially because I've been rewatching some of the YouTuber videos in order to create YouTuber this year. And when I go back to 2016, it's so funny for me to watch just even my demeanor on camera because I'm so peppy and I'm so, I'm just like, hi guys. And like, I talk in like a really high pitched voice. Part of it was just that I was trying to, you know, get comfortable with myself on camera. But I think also another part of it was because there was actually just like so much mental anguish I was hiding at the time. It's not a big deal. Honestly, that sounds kind of heavy, but it really just is the truth. I was mentally struggling a lot with depression and anxiety, but extreme depression. And I had gone to a few, a few therapists from high school on, but at the time I wasn't seeing a therapist. So it really wasn't going well. Things with my family were really not going well, which was the root of a lot of the problems. And come fall, pretty much the first year I ever actually did Utober was when I started to use weed every single day. And we're just gonna break all the rules right now. I'm just gonna say the words that I've been beating around because I know that these words come with such harsh context and whatever, but F the stigma. I'm just going to break it down, guys. Like I was smoking like bongs like every single day starting in the morning and just would like work all day. And like I, I hibernated. I didn't leave my house. Like it started to become this really unhealthy habit. And it's crazy because like I said, when you break down those stereotypes, guys, I was not smoking sitting on my couch and watching TV all day. To me, it was like this easy kept secret because my life seemed like it was still fully functioning. Although I was in a a lot of pain and at that time it no longer became something I used to engage with the world or every now and then recreationally it became a substance that I started to rely and depend on in order to basically turn off all the pain I was feeling and focus in on the work I wanted to do and it became a very unhealthy habit so 2017 we're going through like a life history lesson right now but 2017 I moved to Toronto and that gave me that new fresh environment to really start fresh and again it moved back into a more recreational use. I started dating a different boyfriend um, that I met here in Toronto. And yeah, he also smoked very recreationally. And again, it just became back into balance and life was back on track on the weekends. Every now and then we would smoke and I would also have some weed at home to smoke as well. But again, it would be like the odd night or so if I ever wanted to relax or be creative. But again, it wasn't a daily use. And then skip forward to 2018. And again, we have the same type of mental anguish. I'm going through some very hard, deep soul work. Um, and it wasn't up until actually towards the end of, it would have been around this time, 2018. So about two years ago that I sought out my now therapist who has pretty much helped me work through all of this that has led me to me being able to sit here and openly be honest and authentic and talk to you guys about it because I do think that there is a lot of very unfair stigma around this plant, around this drug that isn't there for things like alcohol that if I was sitting here talking about wine, no one would really question. Meanwhile, I think that it's way less harmful and has actually also helped me. Like I don't wanna just paint it in a bad light. So yes, I'm aware of the fact that you can actually have addictive behaviors or addictive personalities with weed, but it's not physically addictive. And so I understand both sides. There's pros and cons, but just like there are pros and cons to drinking, just like there are pros and cons to even ingesting caffeine, pharmaceutical drugs, so on and so forth. So where is weed in my life now? Okay. I recently uploaded a night routine where I decided because I do my night routines 
vlog style. So it doesn't mean that that's my routine every single night. I literally just show you that routine of that night. And I figured, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna include a little clip of this. And when I did, you guys actually shocked me. So many of you wrote into me just basically being like, oh my God, thank you. Like, I don't feel crazy anymore. Like I hide, I'm a closet stoner. Um, or even the people that were like, I don't really agree, but I'm open to hearing more because I asked if you guys wanted me to do this right now, like sit down and talk about it. And I was just overwhelmed with the positive reaction because I was really uncertain of how people were, were going to react. But at that point I had basically decided when I decided to put it in the video, I decided that I was going to own who I am and I wasn't going to let anybody change my mind because like I said, I've done my research. I've had my experiences. I know where I sit with it. I feel good about how I like, I guess where weed is, sits in my life, but I was so elated when I actually saw how people reacted because it was a pleasant surprise to see how many people were open-minded to at least hearing about it and breaking their own internalized, I guess, like imagery or, or meaning of what weed actually is. End of 2018, I moved into this apartment, the house that I'm in right now with Larissa. Larissa and I, you guys probably know who I'm talking about, but if you don't, she is my best friend as well as we work together in a lot of different ways behind the scenes. And uh, she is actually who helped inspire me to open up more about being a weed smoker, especially a woman who's a weed smoker online because there is nobody out there talking about it. There's nobody sharing this unbiased information because I mean, up until me talking about my personal experience, I was trying to be as unbiased as possible because nobody's really doing that. Nobody's really talking about it. And I think that that makes sense because there's still a lot of fear around if you get labeled or tied to a certain image or stereotype that people will, you know, cancel you or hate you or whatever the internet likes to do nowadays. But when we started living together, I was able to actually learn a lot more about weed. Larissa is, I, I feel like she is just like, she just knows. And now she also works for a weed company in Canada. So she knows even more now. Like if I have any weed questions or anything like that, I usually go to her and vice versa. We enjoyed, like it was again, it was very much like a part two or a very reflective image of when I lived with Maggie where weed wasn't something that was necessarily problematic, but me and my best friend lived together and we would have the odd night, I would say probably a little bit more than usual, but that we would just smoke and dance around the kitchen and just hang out together and like get creative and talk about our dreams and our goals and, and honestly work on our dreams and goals. So it was very much like a productive slash consumption use, but again, it was more recreational. It wasn't as much on the day to day. And then you skip forward to now it's 2020. I live alone again. So Larissa moved out about a year ago now, kind of used it as like a, okay, I can start whatever type of habits I want only ever smoking joints and vapes and yeah. And like the odd edible, but I really don't mess with edibles because I don't like how hard they hit and how long they take. And that is too much lack of control for me. So I tend to, I like to smoke mainly out of my vaporizer, but I also do smoke uh, joints as well. I don't think I could handle bongs anymore if I'm being honest with you because it's been so long. But I'm learning how to embrace my truth and not just believe what the vast majority of people believe because when you actually look at the facts of marijuana, it, it's kind of hard to deny that if we're going to feel okay about alcohol, then we kind of have to feel okay about weed too, or unless we're literally just ignoring the facts. Now that said, 
I should make one last disclaimer before I go and that's the fact that I know that I talked very openly about weed today including my own experience and consumption and uses of marijuana and weed but I don't want to glamorize it either there are definitely people that just do not mix well with weed it's not for everybody at all and there have also been times where I have smoked too much and I've been in the wrong setting or I've been around the wrong people and it's activated my anxiety or activated my social anxiety or triggered a panic attack um, I definitely want to put that out there because I don't want to just make it seem like weed is cool and like you should smoke weed and get creative and things or like go on a spiritual journey because that's definitely a fun thing that you can do if you are over the age of 21, if you are in a place where weed is legalized and that's an exper experience you want to introduce yourself to. That said though, I definitely don't want to make it seem like it's something that is like I don't, I basically am just, I don't want to encourage any type, any type of dependency on it and any type of glamorization or romanticization of the drug. It is still a drug. Everything in moderation. You wouldn't over drink caffeine because it would give you a heart attack. You wouldn't over drink alcohol because you would literally get alcohol poisoning. Just like you don't want to over smoke or over intake THC or weed of any sort um, on a basis that is not balanced. So there you guys have it. I'm glad we've cracked the ice guys now I feel like I've gotten all of the facts and broken down all of the misconceptions about weed so now when we talk about it you know we can talk about all of the funny story times or just the different sides of weed um, if you guys have any questions if you have any further story times any further information you want me to talk about experiences you want me to talk about including the good and the bad definitely let me know and like I said I'm curious now that we've gotten through the entire chat what your guys's opinions are so definitely leave those down below i definitely know too that there can be people that have again either had bad experiences or know people that have had bad experiences so i definitely think that you know your opinion no matter what your opinion is it doesn't have to be good you're welcome to be as open-minded and as honest as possible but let's just try and keep the conversations um like buildable let's let's allow people to speak their mind without any sense of harsh judgments or criticisms so that we can make the conversations proactive you know and aside from that i love you guys all the way at approximo b and back and i will talk to all of you guys in the next coffee talk see you guys later